Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, bless you all tonight. You know, I've looked forward to coming here tonight because today has been such a quiet day, but yet such a blessed day. You know, uh, I felt, I don't know why, so contented and so happy and so one with everybody that I just want to come among people and just love them. I says, I says to my wife, well, I don't know what's happened. There's nothing special happened, but I just feel good inside. So, you know, I want, I say this, you know, that let's prove what we say. And if I feel the same as I say, well, I think this much, someone it should rub off. Otherwise, what I've got isn't surreal, is it? So I think tonight, if something doesn't rub off me onto you, and if something doesn't rub off you onto me, well then we've come 50 mile for nothing. I think, I think, you know, we should be honest with our lives and with our experience. I think we should deal with it naturally. And you know, when I say... I often talk about miracles, you know, and, and I think many people probably misunderstand what I mean. But we always seem to think that when God is working, he's working in miracles. But do you know today, I haven't seen a miracle. But do you know something, I've had such a peace and such a joy in myself. And I've had such an ordinary day. And I think, do you know, that we here tonight are ordinary people but we've got an extraordinary experience. Amen. And I and I I don't I don't I'm not trying to say it run out miracles and, and I don't don't think that to, uh, but I'm trying to say that if we can be natural and if we can be down to earth and if we can talk about the things that affect you and the things that affect me because it's the reality in Christ that works with us. It, it's been real and it's been honest and it's been loving with each other. And when, when I'm talking about get coming together and getting together tonight, uh, don't feel that you're not a part on us. You, you feel that you're one of us and, and that you've come to enter in to what we've got, you know, and what you've got for us. Because the natural thing that you've enjoyed today is the thing that we shall enjoy because we're natural as well. And, and, and you know, I, I, as I say, I, I often talk about the, about the miracle side and, and um, you know, I don't uh, pay much attention to the miracle side. I pay more attention to the natural side of life than the miraculous because the miraculous things belongs to God but the natural things belong to us. You know, when, when I come home um, at a night to, 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 to my wife, it isn't the fact that she wants to be, see something in me which is abnormal. She wants to see something in me which is normal. And, and the life that we live together is, is a normal life. And we don't live in the clouds. We live a natural and normal life together. And what I want to say tonight, that to us as three here, 
Let us be natural and normal with each other. And then we'll enjoy each other's presence. You know, you haven't, you haven't got a worry and you haven't got a burden that can't, be, that can't be met here tonight. And if you've come here tonight feeling a bit unhappy and a bit down and a bit out, well, I'll, I'll tell you, there's, some, there's something in me that will affect you. Because if I, if, I say, if I said that I've got the Spirit of God upon me, well, then the Spirit of God that is upon me should affect you. And if, if I say that I've got the Spirit of God on me, well then I'm here to prove that I've got the Spirit of God on me. Because you should, because with my presence being here, it should affect you, and your presence being here should affect me because of the natural thing that is within me. Bless the Lord. There's a, that little chorus that so has thrilled me just lately. I'm going to lift up the name of Jesus. I'm going to tell of the joy since he came. I don't know if it's the joy of the love since he came, but I always think the joy since he came. And do you know, if I can say anything tonight, that this day to me has been the joy in my life since he came. Amen. Amen. To lift up the name of
If I could preach, I would preach. If I could open the book tonight and reveal something out of it to you, I would do it. The only thing that I've got is what is within my heart. And you know, I just love and I just long to share it with everybody. And I, tonight, when I'm talking tonight, you know, honestly, within me, what I'm trying to say is to you, let's get drawn together. And let's come together. We've waited since last Saturday night for tonight to come together. As I've said before, Saturday night's the world's night out and Saturday night's our night out. This is, this is biscuit and special. Now let's make it a special. Amen. The Lord bless you all. Let's get stuck in the never do. That was lovely, Roland, but you're a miracle. You're a miracle. Miracles happen to you. Miracles happen to many of us. This is a miracle ministry. Now, someone else who had a miracle happen in their lives, quick, spontaneous testimony. Who's going to be the first? Don't hesitate, please. Come up. <laughs> Well, praise the Lord, it's really good to be here tonight. I tell you, I've had a funny day to start off with, you know. I woke up this morning, halfway across the bed, laid the opposite way, all the covers on the floor, and my mum couldn't wake me up. And the funniest thing was I had a dream about how I was drunk in the spirit, laid on the floor. I think, man, I, I didn't tell my mum that. <laughs> it was, yeah. You know, I've been off with flu this week, and I've been in bed and watching a lot of telly, and... I've been watching all these really educated fellas on telly. And, you know, the people, how much money they spend on education, you know, to, to get better educated, and they spend hundreds of pounds getting facelifts on the skin, and they do all sorts of things to try and get themselves better. But, you know, the difference I've seen and what God's done to people is more than any education could do, uh, any doctor or anything. Not that I'm saying education isn't important, it is. But I'll tell you what Jesus has done for me, no education could give me. Nothing like that. No teacher could give me this, I tell you. And, you, you know, at the moment, I think we're really living in a time, and I've seen people go away from the meetings, and, you know, I'm not giving anything to the devil here, because I know something. Uh, Jesus is the one that got a hold of my life, and he's not going to let me go, not the devil. But it's, we're living in a time where it's important to get an experience. And not just to get an experience, but to keep hold of it. Yeah, it. Yeah, I, know, I know this, I'm going to keep hold of my experience. This is the first full day I've been out of bed this week, but I, I've content, I'm determined to come here tonight and praise God. Never mind about me flu, I'm going to praise God. I'm not bothered about that. You know, something really impressed me, what I heard John Cameron say. And I've never forgot it when he said, other people's freedom depends on you staying free. Yeah. You just think about that. Other people's freedom depends on you staying free. And I'll tell you what, I intend to stay free. Now, I don't have to prove to you I'm free, because I know I'm free. Yeah, yeah, this is it. I mean, it's all very well if I wasn't free and I got up here and pretend to be free. I can fool you, maybe, but I can't fool God. And it's no, it's no use. It's, it's God that matters. It's no use putting any funds on it. He wants you just as you are. He doesn't want you to put any funds on and try and be free. I'll try and be anything. You don't have to try and be anything. It's just like a river flowing. You just flow with it. You don't have to try or anything. It's as easy as anything. 
Anyway, I won't go on anymore, so God bless you all. Praise the Lord. I'm not taking a notice of that. Bless the Lord. Well, this. Bless the Lord. I know what it means. Sometimes you can go on and on and on, repeating the same thing. Well, uh, I'm, she's nodding her head. I, I, I'm one that does do that. Anyway, I'll try and. Put in a nutshell if I can. You know, again, this testimony, you know, it's true what Tony says. You know, sometimes we've got to make a stand. And God has set us free, and we're to stand in that freedom. Well, And I was uh, just saying this at Beat Nil the other week, you know. Uh, I had uh, two Jehovah Witnesses come round to the house, and, um, you know, uh, stood on the doorstep talking like, and then one on them happened to say, you know, some believe in uh, this Holy Ghost like, and I says, oh, I do. And then she says, and they believe in uh, the, the Trinity, three persons in one. I says, oh, I do. She says, will you show me in the Bible? And I couldn't. Uh, I'm not one that, you know. So I stood there and I, I looked at her and I, oh, I, in my mind I was thinking, oh, Lord, what am I going to set up? And then she says, she didn't give me a chance anymore. She says, you can't, you can't prove it. She says, I've met people, she says, that... Uh, you know, big church men and that. She says, and they can't prove it. Now she went on and on and on. Anyway, I got, I got in what I wanted to say. I says, well, I says, I'm saved. I'm born again. I says, Jesus has saved my soul. I says, and I'm happy and I'm contented with him. I says, and that's it. So I says, I'm, I'm not bothered. I says, perhaps can't answer your question, but I says, I'm happy and contented with him. Well, this is what I want to tell you, really. That was just the beginning. I went back into the house and I started to think to myself, well, at one time I'd have been able to answer them questions, what she was saying to me, when I study, you know, go to a lot of Bible studies and, and have a lot of Bible studies, and I thought to myself, I perhaps ought to start studying again. Perhaps I could have answered her, perhaps I should have done, and I was thinking all this, and all of a sudden, like a big wallop hit me, and I said, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. When I used to study, and I used to, um, I was in bondage. I was in bondage to the word because it says, that, what is the letter? It, it, killeth, that's right. The letter killeth and the spirit giveth life. Oh, bless the Lord. And, you know, and I just set myself and I says, no, I'm not. I'm not going into bondage again. You set me free, Lord. I'm going to stop free. And uh, I, again, this, you know, I was telling him at Beaton Hill and uh, Bob blessed me because he says, uh, I, I was saying like, you know, um, perhaps don't know a lot of scriptures or perhaps know them, I quote them wrong and I, um, I don't know where to find them. But Bob got up and he said after, he says, well, that's scriptural because he says, wherein the Lord has set you free. Uh, what is it? There you are, I'm going wrong again. But anyway, it meant you've got to make a stand and you hold on to that freedom. And uh, it blessed me tonight when Tony was saying, and we have got to make a stand, you know, and we work out our own salvation. God doesn't do it all for us. We've got to do a little bit of something. We've got to have that willingness, that determination to go on with him because there's nothing better. I thank the Lord that, you know, he set me free. I don't know how he did it. I don't know what he did it, what he did. But I knew he'd set me free. I knew he'd put a, a love in my heart. I knew he'd put a joy and a peace that no man can take away. I bless the Lord. I'm not bothered how he did it, but I know he did. Bless him.
You know, they're talking about freedom, Tony and Faith, and being free, and about being in bondage and reading your scriptures. Well, there's been a time in our life uh, when Sarah used to go shut his tent in the bedroom two and three hours every night. You know, I used to come from work, have his tea, off he went. And I used to think, if this is being a Christian, you know, I don't want it sort of thing. And I was supposed to be a Christian, but it was it was driving me more, you know, I, rebellious against it sort of thing and I, I know tonight that uh, since he's well he, he reads his Bible don't get me wrong but since he's got out of shutting his hand in a bedroom and that he was spending all this time with the Lord and having his quiet time our family life has been a lot lot more happier in the Lord I mean I, I used to get the impression well because he did this there was so much wrong with me because I didn't want to read my Bible like he did I got mine out when I had an inkling, you know, someone seemed to tell me, well, there's so much in here, read that, and I used to get it out and read it. And, of course, we used to have a few tips, you know, I used to say goodnight, and that was it, you know, and <laughs> off we used to go. And, of course, it used to make a little bit of, you know, between, between us, really, friction between us. But I can thank God tonight that since we've started coming here, mixing with free people, <coughs> I've got the freedom and I've got the peace and the joy in my heart that I've never had before. And I thank you all tonight for, you know, showing your love to me, like you have done, and through, through God showing his love through you. I can be thankful that I come here. I look forward to coming here on a Saturday night, and it is our night out. Amen. Somebody else quickly. Come on, Cyril, bless your Lord. Well, well, I, I've got to say something after Jean said that because it was true, and I, I thank God that I am free. And you know, I was so religious, and and I was doing it all so right, and getting myself perfect, and all this, that, and the other. But I tell you what, I see things happening here that set me free and, and you know, that yeah. led up to me getting free anyway and I, I, I thank God for this place and the people Amen. that come here and Amen. it just blesses me and mm. you know when Albert started to talk uh, about it was a love relationship that's what I believe because when you know in the first place I probably read it somewhere, probably heard it somewhere but you know it started to grow on me and it started to be real to me and till it became my experience and I tell you uh, this is what I keep telling people, it's a love relationship, it's like being married, it's a, ma a man and a woman gets married, that's the sort of relationship that Jesus wants with us and that's we it. want the Jesus, it, it, all the rules and the regulations, all the, 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 the hard bits and all the worrying, they, they all fall away, let's face it, when you're married, uh, if there's a real love and a real relationship, there's lots of things that they don't become worries, they don't become problems because it's all smoothed out and you're working it out together and that's the relationship I, I want with Jesus and I believe that's what I've got now because he set me free and Rolly was talking about miracles and you know we were talking the other night, Thursday night about miracles, somebody read uh, Acts 4 I think it is you know, uh, it says that uh, the, the leaders of the Jews, they saw that Peter and John was was uh, unlearned men but they, they, they took knowledge that they'd been with Jesus That's right. and, and, and I, I believe you know I said on Thursday night 
the, the, the miracle was great what they'd done to the, to the lame man at the temple gate. But I believe that the, the, the very fact that they realised that Christ, who they'd crucified, never mind whether he was in the tomb or not, whether they believed he was still there or not, whether he'd been stolen or not, they saw in them disciples that the Christ had risen, that Christ was in them, and Christ was alive, and Christ's church was born on earth. And I tell you, Rowley was talking about being natural and free. We're the same. We're, we're probably unlearned. We're probably some of us are more uh, learned than others. Uh, but we're, we're humble and we're lowly. We're natural. We're ordinary people. But Christ is in within you. I tell you, he set us free. And this is what's going to set the world on fire. It's not going to be probably, like Rowley said, in great big miracles. I used to look for miracles. I, I thought I wasn't doing anything for Christ unless something great was going to happen. I kept looking for this and it never came. But I tell you, there's more happening in my life now. But I'm being normal and simple. And this is what's blessed me. This is what's thrilled me. Knowing that it's real. It's something down to earth. It's something that happens to the ordinary person in your ordinary everyday life, in your ordinary walk. And I thank God for that because I tell you I'm free and, I, and I've got a relationship with Christ that's real and, I, and I'm happy and I'm like Robert said, I'm content, I'm at peace. It's, I sometimes wonder why, but Glory. praise God, I know that it's real because it's happened to me. Bless you. God bless you, sir. It's a miracle working gospel, isn't it? Oh, I mean, everybody praise the Lord for
Well, praise the Lord for such a fellowship as this. Thank God for men and women who are finding a real communion with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And it is a real communion. You know, as Faith was talking, she says, you know, I didn't know where just to put my hand on it. But, you know, if she'd have realized, she could have shown them where it was. It's within her and it's within us that have tasted of this. Jesus said, if any man will open, we will come in, make our abode with him, and we will sup with him. Thank God for the drinks we've had together. Hallelujah. Thank God for the drinks we've had with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. For we're all baptized into one spirit and into one baptism by the power and the miraculous moving of the Holy Ghost in our midst. I thank God that we have that living reality. I thank God we're living uh, and we, we belong to a fellowship that moves in the spirit. I thank God for men and women who are beginning to realize it's in them and it's just not in one person, but it's in them. I thank God he's revealing this. He's opening your eyes. You know, uh, uh, it comes to my mind about Jonathan, you know, uh, the, the children of Israel uh, had been fighting with Saul and they were weary and they hadn't to eat of anything. They hadn't to take any food, they were to fast. And you know, they were so weary and so tired, they felt they couldn't fight another battle. They were so weary. And you know, an army marches on its stomach, it is said, isn't it? But you know, um, they went to a wood and there was all honey laid on the ground. But because of the command of the king, they weren't allowed to partake of this honey, not even to strengthen them for the next battle. Because of the king and the powers that be, it made a decree that no one was to eat to fast. But you know, his son Jonathan came along, and you know, he didn't know anything about any laws at all. He didn't know what his father had even said. But you know, he was so tired that he saw this honey, and he just takes a jolly good dollop, and he says, as soon as he took off it he says my eyes was opened and you know it's the same with religion today if we dare to stand against the powers that be we seem to walk in darkness but glory be to God if we start to seek God for ourselves and start to taste of the good things and and the word of God is likened unto honey I tell you if you'll Stretch out your hand and start and seek for yourself and start to enjoy it. I'll tell you what, you not only feel strength in your own soul, but you'll feel as sweet as that honey. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I thank God for people who have, who have started to be hungry themselves and started to find that there's something that they can partake of between them and Jesus himself. Hallelujah. We don't have to wait. I don't have to wait for Henry. I don't have to wait for Albert. We get for ourselves. And this makes the fellowship. He ministers to you by the Spirit. And, you know, I want to read a scripture here because it's fitting with everything that's been said so far. And it's, it's Paul speaking... In Hebrews, it says, Now of the things which we have spoken, this is the song. We have such a high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven, a minister of the sanctuary of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched on, not men. 
thank God for this tabernacle which Jesus himself established 2,000 years ago by the Holy Ghost when they were all filled with the Spirit. We've been filled with the Spirit ever since and thank God we're partakers of this tabernacle which the Lord pitched uh, and not men. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We're in something that's alive because you know why? He says, you know, priests, uh, uh, they, they just, they, were, they weren't perfect because they were just men and in every one of them there was some imperfection but thank God for a high priest who stands before God and, and I thank God that we're kept by that, oh, I, you know, it comes to me brother and sister, uh, uh, so essential was his, his death and his resurrection but I want to tell you his ministry now is to stand before uh, the Father in the heavenlies and he ministers and he is our great high priest and we're kept by the power of God because he stands. Because he stands. I thank God because he stands. I thank God uh, that his hand is upon us from the day we're born again of the Spirit of God. Uh, he takes us up before the Father, this great high priest. Uh, this is a tabernacle that is it is a mystery to the world. It's a mystery to the religious man. It's a mystery to the dead church. But thank God it hath been revealed unto us. And who are we that it should be revealed unto us? Only that we obeyed him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We believed. We believed. And so we were born into this tabernacle, into this church, the living, vital, living church which lives in men and women who were part of this glorious uh, uh, church of God. Hallelujah. You want to know uh, which church you belong to. Thank God uh, we belong to the church uh, of the firstborn which is written in the heavens. Hallelujah. We're not, we're not accountable. We don't have to give any account to any man. We don't, that doesn't matter because we're kept by the power of God. I thank God that he is my shepherd. He is your shepherd. We need no other. Thank God, you know, if you read to the end of this chapter, you'll find that he says, uh, I will, he says, I'll no longer learn it by knowledge, but I will write my laws upon their hearts. Uh, they shall spontaneously want to do right uh, instead of doing wrong. This is the church. This is the miraculous thing. You think God uh, is going to leave his church in such a a shaky position as what the, the, the carnal, the religious churches today, they don't know whether they are, they don't know whether they aren't. They don't know whether they're saved. We open so. Oh, my God, my God. I thank God for a positive word by the Holy Spirit. I thank God that we are born. We are born. We're not going to be born next Monday night, but we're born again. Hallelujah. Born of the water, born of the spirit, and born of the blood. Hallelujah. These three bear witness on earth, and these three bear witness in me, because I'm part of the earth just now. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I want to read a little bit more. Listen. I want you to get 
what the meaning of this priest means to you. Never mind about any earthly props, uh, but thank God for this earth, for this heavenly priest uh, who will minister to you, who will not lead you astray. He will keep you. He will keep you by his power. It's his job. He's busier now than ever he was when he walked the earth for those three years. He's busier now because he's concerned about the church and the church is every born-again believer. Hallelujah. He's concerned. He takes you to the Father. He, he intercedes your cause and your lack and your hunger and your thirst. And he says, Father, give them of this hidden manna. My soul's been born to feed upon this hidden manna. My soul has been born. And when I hear the voice of the Spirit, it satisfies me. It makes me laugh. It makes me cry. It makes me dance. It gives me peace. It gives me joy. Hallelujah. You know, the Jews were something in their day. Yeah. Uh, but thank God... When, you, when you've been circumcised uh, by the Holy Ghost, uh, I thank God that we are spiritually born Jews. Hallelujah. We're born. You're born again a Jew. Hallelujah. I'm proud to be a Jew. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. The despised people. Glory be to God. Thank God. He says, because he was despised, we shall be despised. We shall be outside the camp. Do you know, I just don't care whether I'm recognized or not by the religious world at all. Because, you know, you have such a witness with God. You have such a peace that, that, that you've arrived and that you're born into the church that matters. The church which shall never pass away. I thank God, though this world will be shaken, and though this world will pass away, yet the things that you and I have been born of will last forever. That salvation within your soul, that, that life in God, that new man will never die. Glory be to God. Oh, thank God. Thank God you were born after the old Adam, but thank God... I thank God for the new Adam. Born again of the new Adam. The new life. And you know, you know, we get lost sometimes. And we get lost in the old Adam and the old kingdom ways. And, the, and, this, and to do with this world and this kingdom. But I thank God that, you know, we can partake of his wisdom and of his knowledge and all those gifts that he's bought for us. And, you know, it begins to guide us right. It begins to put us right. For the second half of this recording, please turn your tape over. It begins to put us right. Do you know why? Because we listen. You know, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirits have. And thank God he's opened your ears to hear what the spirit says. You'll witness, you'll witness with the spirit when you hear it. You'll witness with that word when you hear it. He that hath an ear. And thank God he's opened our ears. And thank God he's opened our eyes. Because it's the day, it's the day, brother and sister, when we need to keep our eyes upon Jesus because he's coming. He's preparing the people secretly. Secretly. The Spirit is moving. Spirit is moving. Unless you're born, you don't know what it's all about. You don't, well, unless you had your eyes open, you're blind. But thank God that we're, we have our eyes opened. 
will have our ears tuned into the heavenlies, tuned to what God will say. I'm sorry, but there are things I can't take in. Sometimes folks say something, you know, and it's, it's quoted from the scripture, and, and I'm sorry, it doesn't register because it's that spirit that's wrong. It's said in a wrong, perhaps said in a critical spirit, and so you learn to turn it out because when the word comes, it's so sweet. When the word comes, it's so, it's so gentle to his church. It might be a word of, of, of wrath and what have you to the world and to the unbeliever, but, but to his church is the voice of the beloved. Hallelujah. 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 Thank God. Let's, let our ears be tuned to the word of the beloved. You know, it soothes, it sweetens. It's like honey in the rock. It's like honey to our taste. It's nothing like it. And you know, in honey there's a strength. It goes all, it reaches every part of the body. If you have some honey, it'll reach every part of your body. And I thank God that this honey can reach every part of the member of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Nobody need be left out. Thank God for, for such an high priest. You know, he's not left anything undone. He's not left anything out for your, uh, for your uh, spiritual and body and soul and everything. He's not left anything undone. Uh, how could he? How could he? Often we get the trial of our faith, but even that is for our good. It will bring forth gold. If you're, tr if you're tried and your faith is tried, it brings forth the pure gold. Hallelujah. Thank God. You know, it breaks my heart when I feel the presence of God. I could always weep before him because he's so gracious. I thought, Lord, we don't know the half. We don't know the half. We're so, so prone to, to be calculating after the natural man. But oh, thank God, when your ears are tuned and your eyes are on him, you're listening. For the still small voice, Hallelujah! Listen, it's Hebrews eight. If you want to follow it, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched to not man. For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Wherefore, it is of a necessity that this man have somewhat also to offer. For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law, who serve unto the example and the shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For see, saith he, that thou make all things according to the pattern showed thee in the mount. You know, as Moses was given the, the, the pattern of the earthly tabernacle, and they dwelt in tents, I thank God that our high priest has a pattern. And I thank God that he's fitting us in to that glorious pattern. I thank God that if we follow the leadings of the Holy Ghost, he will not, he will not lead you. You know, there are many instructors in Christ, but there aren't many fathers. And it's a father that understands, isn't it? And you know, we can partake of the Father Spirit as he ministers to us. You know, we can feel as he feels for one another and for the church. I thank God that he's w working to a pattern. We 
probably can't see the whole thing at the moment. But thank God, and you can thank God when you're part of it. If you've got a testimony, you've got an experience from God, you've got the most precious thing in this world and the next and through all eternity to know that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, to have the assurance in your soul. It's a tremendous thing. You know, people have said these things and they've shouted them out, you know, and they've been just word that when the Spirit reveals them unto you, there's such depth. There's such depth of meaning. When the, when the truth comes home to your soul, it really grips you and it really makes you, what shall I say, uh, brings you at his feet it makes you worship God that's what it does it just makes you worship him to, to, to think that he could be identified with us hallelujah listen he says but now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry and this is the more excellent way let me tell you this is the more excellent way now hath he obtained now this is what God is trying to reveal to this church before he comes, this excellent ministry. This excellent ministry is, is, is in the high priest and then he begins to reveal it as we're willing. He begins to reveal it as we're willing. Oh, brother and sister, there's something to listen to when you're waiting on God. You can be waiting at your work, you can be waiting everywhere, but you're waiting. And you know, when you've got it, your heart starts to pitter-patter, pitter-patter, you know. And you start to, you know, well, it's like being in love, isn't it, you know. When you're going to meet somebody uh, and you fell in love for the first time, you're going to meet your sweetheart. And, and well, it's, it's a feeling that the, the, only you can, you can feel. Well, now, I want to tell you that that same thing happens in the, in the Church of God. And that's how you know the witness. You witness that God's given you something. Don't ever be afraid, brothers and sisters. That's why we encourage. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. For goodness gracious sake, get up and get going with what you've got. And I thank God it'll increase it. And, and, uh, and your, your, your light will increase. Your, your, uh, you'll grow in God uh, as your, it's obedience. It's not obedience to any men, it's obedience to the Holy Ghost. Because you'll only learn as you walk with him. Yeah. You don't learn as you walk with others, you walk, you walk with God. And, and, and if you read to the end of the chapter, it's what you're working out with God in your own salvation, in your own life. Glory be to God. But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also is the mediator of a better covenant which was established upon better promises. Oh, when? Yeah. It's a better way. You know, somebody says the other day about when she ought to know better. Well, she does know better. She's got the better way. The better ministry. Hallelujah. She's under a better covenant than ever man could make. You know, all the ordinances that God, uh, that, uh, that, that the religious bodies made, I tell you, if they're not ordained by the Holy Ghost, it will be a wooden stubble. But that which God establishes by the Holy Ghost in your heart and in 
British fellowship will stand forever and it will never pass away. Now this is what we're after. Do you see why we get together? Do you see why we're drawn by the Holy Ghost together? It's, it's more strength, more love, more understanding can be ministered by the Holy Ghost. This is, uh, this is the fellowship. It's not just going at a certain time together. We get together because we obey it and we feel in the pull of one another and of the Holy Ghost uh, and we're waiting on God to minister because he is the rightful minister. He is our great high priest. You don't think I could talk to you like this unless, unless you know, I hadn't got a thing when I walked in this place. I was, my mind was as blank as a dodo. But I was waiting on God. Waiting on God. He will take you over. He will give you words that will strengthen one another. We shall encourage one another. We shall exhort one another. All by that same Holy Ghost. One at this and one at that. But let it be, brother. Oh, I want to tell you. I want to tell you that he can give you like he gave in the first church, the early church. He can give you. Like everything else, you have to have the faith to believe and get on with it. Get on with it. Get on with it. Let us minister as unto it for if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. For finding fault with them, he saith, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that was made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand and led them out of the land. Thank God. You know, he hasn't left it to be led by the hand. I thank God he's put it in here. He's put it inside. The leading are in here. The leading is in here. Glory be to God. No longer does he take us by the hand, but he has given us what he's got. He has put within us. It, we are privileged to be partakers by the Holy Ghost of, of, of the Trinity of God. And this is a miraculous thing. If we say... If we say that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all sin, it cleanses from all sin and we are clean. We're not 99%. If I believe that, I'm clean. And if you've got a little doubt that this isn't right and that isn't right, I tell you, you'll stumble. But be persuaded. Do you know... The thing, that, the thing that hinders is the same thing that hinders Jesus. And, and God was showing me this in my own heart. Do you know what hinders God and hinders us getting on and hinders, hinders us who are hungry from seeing things? Do you know what it is? Unbelief. 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 May God. You know, Jesus looked at his disciples. Jesus looked at his disciples. And they'd see what miracles he'd done. And yet there was unbelief in their heart. Even, it's like Roland said, even if God did miracles, there'd be folks around here that wouldn't believe. No, I thank God that he gives us a, a new heart to believe. He says, I will put within them a heart of flesh and take out the heart of stone. Now, if you keep on not believing, your heart will turn to stone uh, before God. 
It was so cold. And it'll go to stone, it'll go down, it'll stay down. But thank God that he says, I'll take out the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh, a heart that is able to, to, to feel and to understand and to witness and to touch. I thank God that this is a miracle to me when God took out my stony heart of unbelief and gave me a believing heart. Brother and sister, listen. You know, I think about Matt sometimes, you know. It's a wonder he's got any faith in human nature at all with, with the cases he, he comes and deals with. And, you know, then the Lord showed me, you know, he will have to have faith for them. And this church has to have faith. If we haven't got faith here, we might as well not be together. But, brother and sister, I believe... That, that God does more without us moving when he sees that faith in us. Just a little bit of faith. Amen. Only believe. You know, if you get saved, people try, uh, will try and undermine your faith. They'll, 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 they'll bring all sorts of accusations. I know because we've been through it. We've been accused of this and accused... What for? So that people's faith will be undermined in you. This is why the enemy allows it. He allows all this terrible uh, stuff to go, uh, to, to be going around. Why? To take out, if the enemy can take the faith from the church, he's won. But thank God, he's given us a heart of flesh that we might believe. I thank God and, and believing, we shall see and we shall arrive. Shall we all stand, brothers and sisters, and think, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Everybody stand.
really wonderful. And I thank everybody for coming tonight. It's lovely to see you all. A hearty welcome to every one of you. Thank you for coming. But this meeting will affect you. But just receive what God's given out. What is given out in these meetings is joy. It's reality. It's something you can take home with you, take to bed with you. Something will stand you in good stead for the days that are just ahead. And I tell you, just ahead are some very terrible days coming, but wonderful days for those who love the Lord. Now these are the days when God is strengthening his saints. These are the days when he's waking the saints up to this wonderful new and living way. And, and these are the days when God's reaching out to you, reaching out to me to make closer to him because we shall need, we shall need God more than ever as the days come on. We really shall. Only the other night, I was just going to bed, and today, this gospel which we minister, the press is back in the zone. The TV's back in the zone. Everybody's back in the zone, but God's using those things what's never thought possible. Even the other day, the TV was back in the ministry on which we're giving out here. To my amazement, I was just going to bed, and right there, on BBC One this week, this is what they were reading. If they don't give it out from the pulpits, God's finding the TV to give it out. To back this wonderful ministry home. And this is what was coming home from the TV. As advertised on the TV. And here it is, my brothers and sisters. These are the exact words that they said. Back in home, this ministry, you've noticed recently we've been speaking about the coming of the Lord and getting ready because the coming of the Lord is so very near. And this is the words what came over for the Edinburgh Festival in Scotland. It was given over, and these are the words. I didn't catch the beginning of it, but I caught part of it, and this is what they were saying. In Acts of the Apostles, it goes on saying, and being assembled together, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which is said, you've heard of me. I heard those words and startled me. There's something in this. So I, I, I listened. I was just going to bed. For John truly baptized with water. But ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will not this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? <coughs> and this came over so wonderful. Oh, it did bless my soul. And he said unto them, It's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Ooh, I thought, glory, couldn't I have a go at that? Oh, yeah. Ooh, it did bless me. And there was the Queen as well. I saw the Queen was here in all this. Oh, yes, he was there. The man was ministering. Then he goes on to say, And when he has spoken these words, spoken these things, while they beheld, he was, ta he was taken up, and the cloud received him out of the sight. Fancy! They were told him those things, all at once they told him, and it vanished. <coughs> it was it. It's gone. And that's what's going to happen with you and I. 
the wearer of the cross. steadfastly towards heaven as he went up behold two men stood by them in white apparel which said ye men of Galilee why stand ye gazing up to heaven this same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as you've seen him going to heaven Hallelujah. oh glory Hallelujah. and it closed then a reporter got out a microphone and he went through the streets of Edinburgh. He said, did you know that Jesus is coming soon? Yes, I know he's coming You soon. know all about it. Yes, I do. He went to another one, a clown, he said, do you know that Jesus yes, is coming soon? Yes, I do soon? know that Jesus is coming soon. Do you believe that Jesus is yes, coming I soon? Do. You do. Yes. Do you believe that Jesus is coming soon? I do, amen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he went up to a parson with a collar on. He said, do you believe, I'm not going to look at, do you believe that Jesus is coming soon? <coughs> well, uh, <coughs> yeah. Well, I suppose so. <laughs> I suppose so. Mm -hmm. uh, you have a, and to another person, do you believe Jesus is coming soon? <coughs> One looks at the other. Well, yes, he, he is coming, yes. But do you believe he's coming on this earth? He says, well, well, he said, the scriptures say he's coming here. Do you believe he's coming? This is in Edinburgh over the TV. Coming over to Piscaton. <laughs> millions heard it, millions heard it, millions heard this. God's back in this ministry home, brothers and sisters. He's backing his own. If he's not coming through the pulpit, he's coming through the TV and laymen like you and I to tell them that Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. This was a genuine report that he wanted to know. So I said, excuse me, sir, to this ministry, said, did anybody else saw that program? <coughs> did you see it? Did it do you good? I know it would. So he said to the, well, look here, means you know, if you know Jesus is coming soon, you have a conference. Uh, will you be discussing this on your agenda about the coming of the Lord? Is it down on your agenda? Oh, no, no. And they was going about the streets of Edinburgh asking people if they believe the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And brothers and sisters, he's coming. He's coming. And now you can see, you can see, and you'll see as it goes on. You'll hear more about it in the press. You'll hear more about it from Jerusalem. You'll hear more about it, how God is moving and preparing his people for his coming back again. And I tell you, brothers and sisters, I want every one of you to take notice of what I'm saying tonight. Jesus may come before we're here again. He may come at this moment. And the microphone. True, brothers and Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. My brother and sister is coming for those who are in love with him. 
Now is the time of preparation. Now is the time to get the oil of joy. Now is the time to fill with the Holy Ghost and fire so that we should be glorious to God, raptured. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's one incident where I had a wonderful blessing. But it isn't finished yet. You know, you know, I'll say that. And President Biggin have been speaking about peace in Israel. And there'll never be peace, brother and sister. There never will be peace. But it thrilled me, and I took a recording of it. You can hear it now. It's never been done in probably in a gospel meeting before. And here it is. It says in the Word of God here, in Jeremiah, in Jeremiah, it says here, this was written 2,600 years ago. 2,600 years ago. Listen carefully. Behold, Jesus, the birth of God says here, here we are. Again I will build thee, speaking about Jerusalem, and thou shalt be built, O virgin Israel. Thou shalt again be adorned with thy trumpets, and shalt go forth in the dance of them that make merry. Now listen, this is happening in the natural, but this is happening in the spiritual. We are going back to our new Jerusalem. And we're praising God in the dance, and we're enjoying it. And it said so here 2,600 years ago. But it's happening in the natural as well. Thou shalt plant vines upon the mountains of Samaria and shalt plant and shalt eat them as common things. That's being done. And there shall be a day that the watchman upon the Mount of Ephraim shall say, Arise ye, let us go up to Zion unto the Lord our God. Hallelujah. For thus said the Lord, Sing with gladness for Jacob, shout among the chief of the nations, Publish ye, praise ye, and say, O Lord, save thy people, the remnant of Israel. Behold, I will bring them from the north country. Are you listening, brothers and sisters? This is written 2,600 years ago, and it's happened now. This book is either truth or it's a pack of lies. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's either pack of lies or it's the truth. But it's the truth. We can prove it to you. Listen here. Behold, I will bring them from the north country and gather them from the coast of earth and with them the blind, the lame, the woman with child and they that travail shall the child together and the great comer shall return. They shall come with weeping and with supplication and I will lead them. I will cause them to walk by the streets, rivers of water in a straight way wherein they shall not stumble. For I am a father to Israel and Ephraim is my firstborn. Hear the word of the Lord, O ye nations, and declare it in the isles afar off, and we're in the isles now, and say, He that scattereth Israel shall gather him and keep him as a shepherd to his flock. Listen. I could give you a lot more proofs, but I'm going to let you hear it now over the radio. We believe that this is the end of the Gentiles when we're taken over by the Jews. 
It was 1917 when a mandate was made with the British people government for Jerusalem. For, for, in 1948, it was recognized as a nation. In 1967, praise God, they claimed the city of Jerusalem back again. That's in your day and my day. Is the Bible true? It's true. And if this is true, it's true that Jesus is coming. Now then, they wanted to know what Biggin thought about all these things. This is the Prime Minister of Israel in 1978 telling what God is telling what, that he's, not, he's got Jerusalem and he's not going to be moved out of it. Listen to his words. Here it is. Listen carefully. And told us you will have to give up Jerusalem. Jerusalem. May I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it was the most preposterous statement ever made by a guest. As Prime Minister of Israel, it was my duty to explain to the Foreign Minister of Egypt that Jerusalem, the heart of the Jewish people, was occupied by the Jordanians for 19 years as a result of invasion and aggression. And for 19 years we couldn't go there to pray to the holiest of the holiest of the Jewish people. And so Jerusalem was reunited and it will be united the capital city of Israel and the Jewish people Forever and ever. Brother, sister, take heed. The coming of the Lord draws nigh. In the name of Jesus, take heed. You've never heard that light in the gospel meeting before. We've never had it. It's confirmed. It's confirmed. The word of God is either pack of lies or it's a truth. Yes, Let's be honest about it. It's either the truth or it isn't. And it's a truth because we've proved it. Many in this place here have proved it by accepting Jesus Christ as Savior. And they know it. Yes, they feel it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yes. It's not just a mantle. Asset. We know it. It's in our soul. He says you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon. We receive that power. Yes, and those things have come to pass, what Jesus said. But the thing that hasn't come to pass, he hasn't come back yet. And that's the next thing. He's coming, my brother and sister. You read the word of God. You wait upon the Lord with these things. I'll tell you, it'll make you examine yourself. I was the lady what was complaining the other day about the people all the while doing this, that, and the other. She could never get on with them, the minister of the gospel. I wrote and told her, and I explained to the best of my ability that, that not only did we minister the word, but the gospel was a do-it-yourself job. Listen. It's a do-it-yourself job. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth him not. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. 
Beloved, now are we the sons of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but that's a wonderful thing to be going on with. Never mind what we shall be, that's a wonderful thing to be going on with, to know that we're sons of God. Say amen, brother, sister. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Third verse. The third verse. Please listen. And every man that hath this open him, what open him? That Jesus is coming again, purifieth himself. And he is pure. We have something to do. We cannot live any slap happy way. We have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. My Heavenly Father, tonight I do thank you for all my dear brothers and sisters here. And I thank you for the privilege for still being with them. And oh God, I ask you in the name of Jesus that you move upon my heart. Oh, soften my heart, Lord. Melt me before you and my brothers and sisters. Oh, God, we realize that thy word is true. We say a big thank you, Lord, for saving our souls. Oh, we thank you, Lord Jesus, you washed all our sins away. We thank you, Lord, tonight for Jesus. Oh, we glorify thy wonderful name, Lord, that we know in whom we have believed. We know we've been washed in the blood. We know we've been set free. Praise thy wonderful name. We thank you, Lord, too, for the wonderful baptism of the Holy Ghost, which you've given so many of us here. Praise thy precious name. And we pray through Jesus' name that everyone will receive that mighty baptism. And we pray, oh God, now in the name of Jesus, you move upon all of us. Oh, that we might know thee and the power of thy resurrection. Oh God, start revival in me. Start reviving every one of us that we may declare thy word and set the captives free in the name of Jesus. Help us to buy up the time, Lord. Pour out the horror. Oh, God, move in all time power in the beautiful name of Jesus. Oh, God, set everybody free in here. Oh, Lord, knock all religion out of every one of us and set it all free in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, thy will be done. Oh, purify us all, Lord. Cleanse us again. Every thought, word, and deed in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah.